Next Legacy. Hey, I think I got the homie here. This is my homie, Taz, from Black Hand. What's up? What's up? What up, man? Yeah, what it is? What's what good? What's good? You know what it is? Black Hand's the label, Black Hand's the gang. That's what it is, man. man. Yeah. Uh, what do you get hey, first off, man, first, first off, man, I want to say welcome to the show, Toss It Up Tuesday, Vintage Music Radio, Mystery Fam, Entertainment up in this bitch, you know what I'm saying? I want to first off say thanks for coming in, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know what I'm saying, just, uh, you know what I'm saying, we got some listeners up in this motherfucker, so let the, let, let the masses know who you be, son. Yeah, I'm Chaz, the CNC, Commander-in-Chief and CEO of Black Hand Entertainment. Headquartered in New York City, you know what I mean. Home oh, of Graf, home right. of Graf Prince, Foxy Brown, and the Black Hand Chain Gang. Ha <laughs> ha. Good. Man. Go ahead, Meg. Do what you do, son. Yeah, man. So, Chad. I mean, for the people who don't know, let, let them know a little bit about Black Hand, man. How how it came about. How you know when y'all officially started. How. Well, what y'all doing right now? Any any very big releases coming out? I know y'all got mm. something going on with a movie. I mean, let, let them know, man. Let them know for the few people. For, I mean, we got thousands of listeners here. For the few that, you know, we out in the Bay, we out in L.A., for those that may not be familiar, you know, familiar, let them know. Yeah, well, you know, Black Hand started, man, back in the 70s in, in, in the prison system. And, um, you know, it evolved out into the street and... Um, once I was released from prison, I served 15 years myself in prison. Once I was released, I came out and uh, got into the promotion business, you know. And to make a long story short, you know, it evolved into, you know, uh, a record company's own studio. Um, we did a compilation early on called Black Gangster, featured... Uh, uh, Jay-Z, Ja Rule, DMX, uh, 50 Cent, and probably was the only records you ever saw got, where you had 50 and Ja Rule on the same record the same that they both okay. knew they were on, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I that. yeah we had, um, uh, you know, then, then I was, uh, at that time, I was even, I was uh, co-managing 50 Cent. And uh, later acquired, you know, management Foxy Brown, and the artist Graf and Prince. Um, and we've been around a minute. You know, Black Hand's been around, like, the, you know, the logo. If you ever seen the logo, it's a black hand extended from a rock. And the five fingers of Black Hand stand for the different regions of the country, and the palm is this unity. The five fingers stand for North, East, South, West, and the Midwest. And it's, it's symbolic breaking through the rock, meaning that we don't let nothing stop us. You know what I mean? And uh, we here. Yeah. That's what it is, uh, man. So has it always been an independent movement? Because I know you guys have some, uh, some history over with uh, with Sony. I mean, uh, let, let the people know exactly how all that came about and where you are, where you are right now. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we've always been an independent movement. That's just our history. And, you know, we had... Uh, distribution situations with uh warner you know we uh, actually at that time it was it was we uh Warner electric atlantic and uh that after we had you know another situation distribution situation with sony um and we had another uh distribution situation at with through with dame dash at def jam right and um then we had uh, the current situation we have now, which is uh, an independent distribution situation with Cox Records. Okay, and is that is that where you where you're trying to be right now? Because I mean, do you feel like the major labels aren't just they're really not going to provide anything for you, or what, what's the reason for well, that? Well, what I, what I found out, you know, like all along, we always had to do our own thing, grow our own grind, you know, get our own record started. Right. Uh, being, you know, do our own thing in the street, you know, like I said, the first record I did you know, ever was that compilation. And, you know, basically we, we, we paid, we came out of pocket for promotion, you know, did our own um, retail, you know, marketing. Um, we You know, we just handled our whole campaign ourselves. So we were kind of, you know, versed in, 
you know, getting ourselves started and moving on our own. So uh, with the majors, basically, you know, when we, you know, partnered up with some of the majors later on, you know, they were supposed to provide, you know, certain support and stuff like that, you know, specifically Sony. And what it is is that, you know, what we found was that we were still having to do the same things we did. Instead we were getting we, less back. Yeah, right. we were getting, you know, basically less money, you know, uh, on our records. So, you it know. It didn't make we, sense at that point. Yeah, and, and, and as time moved on and the record label started cutting more back and back on, you know, marketing support and, you know, their budgets started getting tighter and tighter, we, and, you know, they still was uh, taking, you know, most of the pie for themselves, you know what I mean, although they was putting out less. So we just found that, we you know, it's, it's, it's our time as independents to, you know, go for the, the bigger piece of the pie because we're doing the same work. You know what I mean? We start our own records. We, you know, we travel all over the country. We do a lot of our own, you know, uh, street marketing. Um, mm-hmm. And so basically we're putting in that work, so we figured that we might as well get that reward, you know? So, right. And, and, and right now, you know, because of the digital, the digital onslaught, it's like, you know, wide open right now. You know, it's an independent market. You know what I mean? So, you know, like the, the 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 labels are basically getting ready to become the middlemen and, you know, who needs middlemen. Exactly. So you feel pretty much at this at this point it's almost like unless the label really comes through on that part, it's like you do the same amount of work for less money, so why go through them at this point? I think right. that's something I mean, that um most artists don't understand. Most artists don't have yeah. that dream, you know. You know, let me sign a Sony, let me sign to Atlantic, and I don't think they realize well, what it takes to get on there. And two, that their their camp is still going to have to do most of the work anyway. Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, it, it, just look at the numbers. Just say, I, I mean, I, I I hate to put anybody on the spot, but you got to put somebody chance do it up. For real, exactly. If you if you look at uh, uh, just some recent sales statistics, like take Beanie Siegel. Uh, he did something like his first week. You know, he was on a major. He's on a major. He's on Def Jam. You know, they they it's for Universal. You know, they got right. Jay Z and etc. etc. Et and and he came out and did like forty eight thousand records his first week. Yeah, he did thirty something thousand his first week with the same thing plugged into the same system. You know what I mean? And DJ Khaled, he did eighty thousand his first week, and he's yeah. with an independent. You know what I'm saying? Like both being right. single and freeway with babies. That same the. the, the uh, that same week that Beanie came out, DJ Khaled came out, and he did 80000 on the independent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it's not really making sense. And then the ringtone situation between, you know, like, say, what what happens as an independent, you know, once you get your record at radio and it starts pumping, and what you get uh, for a major it's the same. I mean, you're going to get a million right. ringtones, whether, it's, you know, you with the major or whether you with, the independent, you know what I'm saying? No, you're yeah. just gonna get, you're just gonna get most of that revenue. You know what I mean? You're gonna keep what? it. So, um, so like, as, if you look at the numbers, it just makes more sense to 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 be independent. Now, uh, granted, you know, uh, once you do all the work yourself. As far as the branding part, the majors can can help brand you. You know what I'm saying? But right. still, you know, when they putting out the money to brand you, that's recoupable. So right, you still don't see money. You can sell a million records and still come out of that situation with the only thing you ever got out of it was your advance. And right. now this now the labels are doing what they call 360 deals, right? They get and, a percentage of your touring and your merch and of everything. Everything of everything, you know what I'm saying? So they they taking more and putting out less. So I mean, it doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? See, yeah, that's, exactly. the, that's the big, that's the major problem I have with what's going on with major labels is 360 deals are good and make sense if the label does what they're supposed to do and puts right. out the money they're supposed to do and doesn't recoup. You know what I mean? They give you a good deal, but if they're gonna take a percentage of everything I'm doing and I'm doing it independently anyways, why would I give them a piece of my merchandise and touring? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's going to be the What's going to be the benefit from that if by by them taking that percentage and shit like that? You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't make yeah, any well, sense. Well, well, what it is, I'm just saying that you know, if you notice that they're not doing they're not doing any more of what they did before, exactly. and they're taking a bigger cut of your money. You know what I'm saying? And only because this is the only reason that they're doing that now is because. The, the physical CD sales are down. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to make up that money that they usually make in other areas. You know what I'm saying? Which is where in the past the artist really, you know, was his bread and butter. That's how he lived. You know what I mean? Because the labels always was recouping big on the money that they put out for, you know, marketing, pro- promotion, manufacturing, and distribution. You know? Right. And and so now that they can't realize that profit on the physical CD sale, they make that money up elsewhere and, and, and going into the hardest pocket. So now, and again, you know, when when a, a major gets an artist, basically, especially in rap, you, you definitely, you know, have to start your own record. I mean, you know, it's just when when you get signed to a major, that's just the beginning. A lot of artists make the mistake and uh, feel that, oh, they've made it. And, I mean, you know, understandably so, you know, and so to some degree, you know, like um, it's, to get signed to a major with as much talent as it is out there is is a pretty big feat. You know, but right. the artist just got to realize that's not, that's not just to, you know, um, the end of it, you know, you're not on yet. It's just the beginning, you know, and you right. have a lot of work ahead of you. And in fact, you know, the label was sit there and take Kanye West's uh, situation, right? right. Kanye mm-hmm. West, when he came out with that record through the wire, Kanye West had to come out of pocket and do that. Did you see that video? He shot yeah. That yeah. yeah that, that was out of pocket. That wasn't no major label money that went to that video. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, they didn't believe in Kanye. You know, Dane Dash believed in Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanye believed in himself. And he he pushed that record before the label yeah. finally jumped in later on. And now, you know, they, they, they reap a lot of benefits from him, for the, from his record sales. But, you know, a lot of times you got to come out there and go in your pocket. And, and, and I say, if you got to do all that, especially now, you know, with right. your 360 deals, if you have to do all that, then why get in bed with a major, you know exactly. what I'm saying, when you can do exactly. it yourself. Exactly. Talk it up Tuesday, Black Hand Tuesday. This is Brandon B.I.G. with the with the homie K-Max. We got Chaz from Black Hand Entertainment. And, um, you know what I'm saying, I got a, I got a few email questions and shit like that, too, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I'm going a, I'm to a bang out a question because uh, one of these questions is kind of real important as far as how the state of the game is and shit like that. But I'm going a, I'm to a bang a track, and it's called Hater. You know what I mean? Black Hand is definitely in the motherfucking house right about now. Yeah, no, no doubt one of my favorite tracks, you know what I mean? Branded up in this motherfucking yeah. Toss It Up Tuesday. This is the Black Hand edition. Got K-Mex on the side tonight. Also, I got Chaz from Black Hand Entertainment. That song's banging, homie. Banging. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, one of our the newer additions to the Black Hand family. That's Nat. He's a fire, you know? That's yeah, definitely banging. That's that's been my favorite. That was, as soon as I got that shit, man, that's been that's been banging in my ride ever since I got that track, homie. That's just yeah. banging for real. You know what I mean? So it's definitely tough. in the motherfucking house, man. Hey, I got a I got a couple. I had hella email questions, but I had hella people ask me questions about Foxy Brown. But one of these, yeah. I think that's kind of important and shit that I that I feel like you know what I'm saying that needs to be addressed is just the the state of the game as far as hip hop. I know we all talked about you know what I'm saying just you know, how the shit's, you know, the business part of the, you know, part of the game, but as far as the fans, because you, I remember, I'm not sure if you know this, homie, but, uh, you know, there was one particular artist, I forgot the name, that pretty much just, um, you know, told his fans, you know what I'm saying, that he was kind of pissed off at the sales and how it was, you know, how he was selling the first week and shit like that, right? Mm. So, but, uh, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I fucking forgot the name of the artist, but he was just not happy. He publicly just dissed the fans and shit because they didn't go out there and buy his shit. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, one of the questions a homie brought up online and one of the questions that I was kind of feeling, too, was, like, with the state of hip-hop and the state of, you know, just, just in general with the fans, you know, as far as them being fickle, not being fickle per se as far as, you know what I'm saying, well, I'm not going to buy his shit because he's not mainstream, but 
at the same time, you got that same fan that's not going to buy it if he's not, if it's not from Jay-Z's camp or if it's not from Diddy's camp or whatever else and shit like that. And, you know, us underground motherfuckers got to, you know what I'm saying, we got to scratch and claw even harder. So the question is, you know, with, with the way the fans go out and buy shit nowadays as far as the market, I mean, how how do you feel about the, you know, the inconsistencies that us fans have with the music as far as buying real shit versus the, the watered down shit? Well, well, what I feel is that, you know, that the, the artist or his team, you know, and this is what we do, you know, you gotta, you gotta uh, find a way to build, you know, uh, an affinity, you know, a connection with, with the fan, you know what I mean? With your music right. and the fan, with what you're bringing in the fan. Um, that's why we do, we do, our, our, our marketing techniques is really grassroots. You know, we take it back to, you know, like, for me, it's like, like, it's beginning to be the time when you're dealing with the majors, almost like back in the day, like when Barry Gordy, when them was coming up, when, yeah. you know, there was a racial issue at that time, and basically, <laughs> If if you were if if, if you know a, a black person couldn't get a record played at radio, you know what I'm right. saying? Like they would not play black music at radio. So Barry Gordy had to figure out a way to you know to build Motown, and he said, "Okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna you know get the bus, you know, do the Motown review. We're gonna hit the Chitlin Circuit. We're gonna get on the road, and we're gonna go to the fans. We're gonna take." Take us, take our music to the fans, you know what I mean, and go from town to town and build that demand. Another person that turned around and did the same thing many years later after being blackballed was 50 Cent. He couldn't get a record deal, you know what I mean. So what he did, he took his music to the streets, and he and, and he and he built him his fan base from the ground up, you know. You just got to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, you know, you have to figure out a way to build an affinity to the fans, to build that connection to the fans, and make them want to be a part of your movement, a part of your music, a part of what you do. You know. Right. And and what happened is that the labels, the majors, got artists kind of kind of lazy, especially in the New York area. You know, I mean, it, it was like, you know, in order to get your music out, at you know, uh, uh, all you had to do was go down there. Every every record label was right in the city, you know, Sony, you know, Death Jam, Interscope, you name it, Jive, you know, Jay, it's here, you know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, a lot of artists figure all I got to do is get a demo, get a demo to somebody, you know, and that's what the, that's what it was. When, when, when that was not working, you know, then the artist was basically lost in how to get the fans interested and get the fans feeling them as artists and feeling their music. So if the, right. if the fans have lackluster feelings about an artist, it's not the fans' fault. you got to make them in. you got to find a way. you got to figure it out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? As an artist, as, as, a, as a, a, a label, you got to figure out how to get your music to the people. You know what I mean? And, and make them feel you. you know? That's and the way I, I see it too, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way I see it too, man. Just for the simple fact that I mean, now it's a new day and age. It, it, if a damn show went back, it like way, way back in the day when you know what I'm saying Motown was popping and you know the demos made. You know the demos now back then made. You know it was it was what made your career. Now everything is digitalized and shit like that. Where it's just like you got to be able to touch the fans. You got to be able to have a connection. To your uh to your circle of people, your consistent fans, and try to win over some people that uh that's that's you know that that may not know you. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a matter of you trying to touch up the place. Cause I mean, right now, I mean, you know, I could I could go sell. You know what I'm saying? Or I could like have you know what I'm saying dreams of selling like 300 my first week. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And get disappointed that I only sold 100, and then I can't turn on the fans because then you got to look at yourself and be like, well. Maybe it's something that I need to do to connect to the fans that's going, you know what I'm saying, that's going to be able to get uh, my sales popping, you know what I mean? Right, right. You know who did, uh, uh, two people that did, like, came out, um, uh, Life Jennings is one of them. He came out, I think right. his first week was 5,000 records on his first album. And, he, you know, Life Jennings is a performer, right? So, right. you know, he plays the guitar and he, you know, does the R&B thing. And Life Jennings went on the road. You know, he stayed on the road, and eventually his album went platinum. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It started off with 5,000 and, and went platinum. Jill Scott, the same thing. I think her first week was like 8,000 the first, al- first, first album. She, right. you know, she's a performer, so she took her, her show to the people, and her album eventually sold 2 million copies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you notice that a lot of times that the, the rock and roll uh, artists and the country western artists still break those big numbers. Right. You know, because they are performers. They play, they are musicians, they go, they're in the little clubs, they're in the theaters, they wherever, and they're performing. They're performing, they're touring all year long. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're taking their music to their people. You know, and, and that's what you got to do. You got to figure it out. You know, you got to figure it out how to survive when and, and, and adapt to the changes that are out there and still be able to sell your music and still be able to build a connection with the fans. You know, Prince, he does it. You know what I mean? Prince was, right. you know, he, he did a thing with, where he was, you know, um, doing shows and selling his CDs at his shows. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, you know, like you got to figure it out, and you know, yeah. and and some some artists, you know, they 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 depend on the label to figure it out, and they're just not going to do that. You know, they rather move on to if you don't sell, we going to move on to another artist. You know, they don't have yeah. no loyalty to the artist. You know, they're loyalty is to to the money. Yeah, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's cash in their pocket. If they ain't got putting their thing, if you ain't putting cash in their pocket, they're gonna turn on you on a dime. That's <laughs> real. In a, in a minute, that's you real. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So exactly. yeah, that's what I say to that. You know, it's it's out there. If you're gonna do this, you know, um, and you're serious about a profession and career, then you got to understand your market and what you're up against. You know what right. I mean? And you got to understand how to move within that and and yeah, make yourself a success. Yeah. You know, or get you. another job, get, you know, get another career. <laughs> you know, this one ain't for you, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Toss it up Tuesday. This is the Black Hand Tuesday. Got K Max in the motherfucking house. I got Chaz from Black Hand Entertainment. One quick question before I have K, you know, K Max actually with another question. Uh, okay. One email question is, uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, how's the relationship with 50 Cent? Well, um, it's, it's, it's not really a relate. I mean, you know, we we haven't spoken in, in some years, you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, I saw him um, once we, you know, we saw each other kind of like we got a conference in Puerto Rico. And, you know, and that was in the way back. It was a Power Summit Mix Show conference. And that was like okay. a lot of years ago. I think his first album that just came out then. Right. And and you know we you know they, they were doing some they had us doing some but we happened to make eye contact and you know nodded our heads and that was that you know. So okay. I haven't you know I haven't basically spoke to him or even ran into him since then. I actually saw his man. I saw Chris Lighty the other day though up in uh, oh, okay. Cal- yeah, okay. you know, and, and we spoke, and, and you know, so you know, okay. the relationship is it, it's just it ain't nothing happening. You know what I'm saying? We just, yeah, I feel yeah, it. you know, <laughs> it, it yeah. is what it is, basically, huh? <laughs> You know what I mean? It is what it is. I mean, I don't have no no, but if you want, you know, I don't have no bad feelings toward him. I mean, you know, he's he's a he's a black man getting money right now, and that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, know, it yeah. definitely can't be no hate on that. As long as you're making money. Moving yeah. in the right direction is definitely not a problem. But talk yeah, it up yeah. Tuesday. Next man. Nobody is all good, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For real. Next, what you got, man? No, uh, I got a couple of questions here. One main one people are wondering um, as far as how do you scout for Black Hand? Because I know there's a, million, there's a million and more indie artists out there, and a lot of rappers, obviously, in Los Angeles and New York. And, um, you know, every time you shake your hand or look at somebody, they're probably a rapper nowadays out in New York. So how do you scout for black hand? What do you look? Is it, I know it's a lot of, like, family type shit. Like, do you all look for outside talent? Is it just no, we got, something I'm like I said, we got rel- Yeah, no, we got relationships with people, like, in, in all over the country, and not it's not specifically New York, you know. But, right. um, you know, it's, it's a hands-on situation with us, like, you know, basically that, you know, I don't take on more than I can devote 200% to, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I like to devote 
200% of my time to my artists, man. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's not even a game with me, you know. I, I'm so hands-on that you might see me passing out CDs and putting the posters, you know what I mean? I, you know, I get it in. I, get, I put that work in. So, you know, you know I, I kind of like keep it, you know, in a in a situation where that I can handle and give them the proper attention to you know move their careers on you know what I'm saying so it ain't like you know when I I'm at a, I'm at a certain point in time now that once you know um and, and, it, and, it's, and it's a little you know volatile you know because of Foxy situation you know she's in and that you know she's getting ready to come out so I'm gonna be real busy then but. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not only about the talent these days. It's about commitment that I might see in the artist, the the you know perseverance. You know what I'm saying? You know the the, the work ethic. You know, because it, it's 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 not easy. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not super serious, and I and I don't feel that in you, you know, right. then you know. I'm I, I'm I'm not just going to take you because that you make a good record. You know because that's not that's not all to the music business, you know what I mean, and and I'm, I'm a pretty good. I think I'm a pretty good, you know, uh, uh, person to eye talent. You know what I mean? I mean, right. you, know, you look at the Fifty Cent situation. When I got him, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying. And I guess I was right, you know what I mean. I guess I bet right when I was, you know, co-manager when I took took that situation on. You know, I saw in him, you know, like he wasn't the most lyrical rapper. You know what I mean? But his work ethic was crazy, you know, even back then. You know what I mean? And and not that he didn't have no talent. He, he has talent. You know, he knew how to make records. But the most important part was the his work ethic and that he wasn't letting nothing stop him from getting to where he wanted to go. You know right. what I mean? And I saw that fire and that tiger in his eye. You know what I mean? It's just something I got to feel that's within that artist. You know what I'm saying? Aside from him just passing me a record. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, every time I listen to a Black Hand track, you know what I'm saying, I just got to give major props because, uh, you know what I'm saying, y'all motherfuckers sound like y'all starving. Y'all going hard at it. You know what I mean? Man, hungry, man. It's like we, like we just starting out, you know. We take every day like we just starting out. And, and let me just backtrack real quick. Uh, when I was talking about the Black Gangster soundtrack, right, it was right. it was based on a, 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 a novel. You know, I came up with an idea at the time to do this. The soundtrack. We we had the uh, option to do this film, and you know, I said I wanted to introduce you know the hip hop generation to to this this writer Donald Goins, who was a black experience writer in the seventies, and right. so I the hottest artist of the time, and I used actually artists from all over the country, and two artists uh, from that area were Mac Maul and Mac Dre. Mac Dre is my, you know, was my boy, man. That <laughs> yeah. was my boy. I would tell rest, you, rest in peace. peace. Rest that in peace, my, Mac Dre. my man, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, so, you know, he's on that album also. I, I, I wanted to say that. You know, he actually came to New York. He came to the Black Hand Studio and recorded his records right there. That's my guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't say was because he still is my guy. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, yeah, no doubt. No doubt, man. I appreciate that, man. Because you know the Bay got mad love for Mac Dre still. Rest oh, man, in peace, that's, no that's, doubt. Yeah, that's my that's my boy, man. That's my boy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Talk it up Tuesday, Brandon and this motherfucker, man. Got K Max. I got my other co-host back up in this bitch field, man. Philly, what's good with you, homie? Hey, shit, man, I'm chilling, chilling. Listen to homie Chaz, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what's no, good? Yeah. Hey, shit, man, I'm chilling, I'm chilling, man. I got a quick question for you, though, before you get back yeah. into your thing and whatnot. What do you feel mm-hmm. makes Black Hand different than any other label that's out there? I think uh, our history, basically, you know, like, it's, it's, it's you know, we, we try to, try to, move on, you know, things outside of music. We try to keep our business straight, but we also try to, you know, live by a certain standard of principles and stuff, you know what I mean? Principle and morals. So mm-hmm. I think that that sets us apart, you know, from, you know, other labels. Because we, we're not really just motivated by, 
you know, money. Money is in there, but you know, we come from a uh, 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 era time when this movement began, where it was based on other things. You know, like of loyalty, unity. You know, brotherhood. Yeah. So, you know, I think that kind of you know makes us a little different in our history. I don't know if if anybody's seen it, but you know, uh, there was an episode of American Gangster, which is what the film is going to be based on. The film is called Inside Out, and it's about my my life and my history, you know. So uh, they had an episode on American Gangster that, that kind of, you know, did a documentary and they squeezed it into an hour. But a lot of the things that, that came out of that was that the motivations behind what made us tick, you know what I'm saying? And and I think that when 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 that is watched and taken into context, you know, you see that it was and it was all factual and it was based on you know documented stuff, and um, you know, our our history comes from a, a principled history. So I think that you know, like what we are when we say like I don't even like to use that, you know the real thing. I mean, we are the real deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Our history is definitely the real deal, and we take the, we take life and business seriously. No doubt, no doubt. That's what's good. No doubt. Branded up in this motherfucker with K Max. I know you got a question for the homie real quick before I ask a Foxy Brown question, because I got a lot of people sending me emails right now with a whole bunch of free Foxy Browns yeah. and shit like that. So uh, go ahead, Max. <laughs> go ahead. Free go ahead, Foxy Max. Brown. <laughs> no yeah, um, doubt. Quick question: What's What's the next big release, next big thing we should be looking out for from Black Hand, and where can a person copy? Well, we, our next our next five big releases going to be the Foxy Brown record. You know, like we're doing it like like we need to, we got like two albums on her actually. We got like what we call the Street album, which is the Brooklyn Don Beaver album, and right, right. we have the long-awaited Black Rose album. You know, so yeah. the, the next big release going to be her, you know what I mean? Literally her big release from prison and <laughs> the release of a record. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's the next big release. Foxy Brown coming up out of there April 19th. You know what I no, mean? No. Where, can, where can we cop that? Where, where are we going to be able to cop well, the next album? It's going to be installed all over the place. It's going to be on the stores all over the place on the internet, you know, Amazon, iTunes. It's going to be out there. You know, it's going to be readily available. Um, and we kind of like pushed the record back. It was a business decision on our part to uh, push her record back, you know, because she wanted to be out to promote it. You know what I mean? She right. said, like, you know, uh, I think that, you know, again, that she comes from now, you know, after being in the, in, in the major trenches, she understands now how important it is to be about your own stuff, you know what I mean? So she said, I want to be out there. You know, this is my first experience doing this independent thing, and I want to be out there and and work it like I'm supposed to work it, you know. Unfortunately, uh, she had, fortunately, she had the opportunity to record the records before she went in a lot of records. Unfortunately, uh, her incarceration was a surprise. And yeah, we yeah. didn't get an opportunity to shoot the videos for it. So there right. are no videos to this record, no visuals. And she wants to be out to do it. She didn't have time to do a photo shoot for this for this album, you know, a, a serious one, you know, for right. uh, the campaign, for the entire campaign. So she wants to be out to do that. It just makes sense, you know. And, and, and again, nobody can promote you better than you can promote yourself. Of course. No doubt. Well, no, man, speaking so, of the promotional no. tip, mm-hmm. when we get Foxy and when Foxy gets out, we'd be more than willing to do a, a release party for her here on Vintage Music Mystery Radio. Play the whole album, have her on here. I mean, can we set something like that up? I know the fans will love oh, no, that. No doubt. Yeah, we can set it up. We can, yeah, we doing everything now. Probably be, oh, no be in the Bay Area. We 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 going on when she comes out. We got a bus. You know what I mean? When she comes out, we got a tour bus <laughs> that we ready in right now. Um, they, they, they're doing all of the logistics of it, and, you know, uh, we're going to be all over the country. She, she's going, she says she want to go hard, so we're going hard. You know, we're going to be in the we're on the road. Y'all heard it here, from, y'all heard it here from Chaz. Y'all heard it here. Foxy Brown uh, record release party is going down. Major promotion as soon as she steps out of the out of the joint. You know what I mean? And uh, one of the one of the questions one of the questions one of these people had, aside from you know the hundreds of free Foxy Brown emails that I'm getting right about now, is 
But one one question is how she's doing, and then the next question is, I mean, it's kind of like you touched on it a little bit, the fact that she hasn't really had no chance to do any major promotion and shit like that. Is she going to be quickly getting to work to shoot a video and shit like that? Yeah, well, she's doing fine. You know, there was a, um, like she, there was a, a motion put in recently by her lawyer uh, because, you know, she has she has a, a, a hearing aid that she uses, and right. it's a cochlear implant, you know. And okay, okay. It was, it, you know, it had to be, uh, it was, it actually, she, she got it, the operation uh, took place in California, in Los Angeles, and she needs to get her, her, her earpiece programmed is because it's a delicate piece of machinery and you know it needs to be programmed so she had tried put in a motion to get that done and the only way that she can get that done would be to travel because it, you know it, it, it is an implant and you can't separate the implant from her right. you know what I mean so they they denied it but she was fine with that but uh, you know other than that you know that that she's good and great spirits you know um she you know, actually she told me so thing I'm like at her she said you know I can do the rest of this 90 days standing on my head you know what I mean just get everything ready for me when I come out that's all you just get everything ready I'm ready to go you know and we building this new uh, site for her also um uh, called the Foxy Brown Diary dot com. Uh, they they doing that up. That's going to be crazy. It's going to be a, right a very unique site, man. That uh, uh, that fans could do a lot of participation in. She's going to be answering people's questions live over that site. She's going to do a lot of visuals. You know, um, it's going to be a lot of stuff going on with that. Also. Uh, I think she's scheduled on her when she comes out of that. She's walking out. I think Tyra Banks is going to have her on her show live. You know, so coming out the door, we coming out that door. Um, I'm picking her up. We're going from uh, Rackers Island Prison, you know, straight to the studio. You know, she's going to record a couple of new records for the album. Right. Um, you know, she's going to take a, a, a quick moment, not, you know, not a, a whole lot. Uh, she's going to take a day with her mother and her brothers and stuff, you know, just to, you know, and get us a couple of good meals. And that Sunday, because she gets released on a Friday, that Sunday she's going to, um, you know, be at a couple of release parties. And that Monday is back to work full steam ahead and we are going to get on the bus. I, I I should have that itinerary, I think, next week when we start the bus trip. But, you know, she will be probably in New York probably about seven to ten days, you know, just taking care of some things, you know, that need to be taken care of with the labels and with CH1. She's going to, she's also uh, getting ready to do uh, a reality show, but not in the sense of, you know, of a Bobby Brown, you know, being Bobby, none of that. You know what I mean? Her, her right. reality show is going to be, you know, you're going to see what she's doing for the time she walks out, you know, on through, you know, the bus trip, you know, the touring and all that stuff. So her, her it's just going to be about what she does, the Foxy Brown Diary, you know what I'm saying? You know, the diary of Foxy Brown, excuse me, the, the, the um, Foxy Brown Diary is foxybrowndiary.com. And... Uh, the 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 VH1 show should be the diary of Foxy Brown, you know, and okay. it's just going to document her from the time she gets out, you know, what she's going through, you know, how she's getting back in it, you know what I mean? Uh, Would she do her cover shots for magazines? I mean, just everything about her yeah. as an artist, you know, coming back up, you know, because basically she she this this is actually this album is going to be the first album she's recorded since getting her hearing back. That's the street right. version and the Black Rose album. You know, like, she recorded some of those songs, like, when she was at uh, Death Jam under Jay-Z. Yeah. She had to do a whole bunch of other songs for that album because she has been through a whole new uh, emotional experience, you know, with right. this whole criminal justice thing. So yeah. she wants to put that in, that in some of her her music, you know, that that will go on her albums. So yeah. we going to work and we going in hard. Yeah, it was one question that uh, while you was talking, it was one question that popped up uh, from an email. 
Um, is, is, it, is that reality show going to be a VH1 type of thing, or, or, or is that something that's going to be VH1. Submitted? It's, it's, it's VH1, yeah. It's a, it's a okay. show, it's VH1. Okay. The president is actually, and this is just real talk, the president of VH1, I'm taking him Thursday to go visit us so we can kind of like analyze the situation and it's going to be, because they want to start filming her. Like I said, the show is going to be about her her activities coming out of prison, you know, and going into what she's what she does, her profession, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Making music, you know, touring and everything associated with it, you know, with the making yeah, of the music. Yeah, you just made a handful of people hella happy right about now, homie. So, you know what I'm saying? They're looking forward to that. Yeah, you know yeah it's going down. Yeah, it's definitely going down. That was good. Tossing up Tuesday. This is the Black Hand Tuesday. Branded up in this motherfucker with K-Max Philly. Chaz from Black Hand Entertainment, the front runner doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? We're going to, before you, we do this last little segment, because, um, you know what I'm saying, we got a lot of people just want some, you know, some, you know, uh, inspirational type things and shit like that. So I'm a, uh, I'm gonna bang out a, uh, I'm gonna bang out another black hand joint. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna bang that. You know, I'm out here in the Bay Area, but you know, you know what I'm saying? The East Coast definitely took over tonight. You know what I mean? Banging ass tracks all through the night. You know what I'm saying? Black hand is in the motherfucking house for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doing the big toss it up Tuesdays. Got the homie K. Got the home co-host Philly. You know what I'm saying? Got Chaz from Black Hand Entertainment and shit doing it big. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Hey, just, hey, before I even, uh, get into these, uh, you know, final questions that we all gonna roll through and shit, mm-hmm. I just wanna, I just wanna say, man, just, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, uh, y'all motherfuckers out there in the East Coast, you know what I'm saying? Black Hand, hella people out there give a motherfucker like me on the West Coast inspiration just for the simple fact that I could tell from the, from the music you spit, from y'all peoples and shit like that or whatever, y'all grinding hard just like we are trying to do it big. And just hearing, you know, your peers, you know what I'm saying, just come out the gate with, you know, spitting fire music, you know what I'm saying, that definitely gives a motherfucking motivation. So, you know what I'm saying, props for what you're doing out there, man. It's, you, thanks, you got man. some fans out here and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, thanks, man. I'm glad we can do, you know, we can make people feel that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Man. We, we definitely get inspired when we hear stuff like that, you know what I mean? It's inspiration. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you know it's all mad love out here. Max, Max what, what, what's your question for the homie real quick? Um, Honestly, man, I think we we ran through a lot of things. I'm going to let y'all cover any more questions you got. I'm just, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank Blackhand for coming on both times. And, and you're right, like, when I hear the music, I mean, we're from New York and we live in L.A. right now, whatever, and we we just been following the Black Hand movement from Graf's mixtapes, you know, since he started doing the mixtapes back in the day. Y'all were doing the Black Hand show on XM. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's a continuous, consistent movement, which is something you don't see from a lot of indie cats. You know what I mean? A lot of crews exactly. crews for, like, a couple of years, and all of a sudden they're doing diss songs about each other. All of a sudden right, they're not right. a real, you know what I mean? It seems like they're more in it as business and then family. And with Black Hand and Mystery Entertainment, it seems like we family and then business. You know what I mean? No so it seems it. like it seems like that's what it is, and I just, I have the utmost respect for for the way they conduct business. And and I mean, I'm trying to. We definitely got to do a collaborative track, Mission Entertainment, Black Hand Entertainment. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, all no I'm doubt. Saying. We can just, we can make that happen for sure. Home, you know. Yeah, definitely. That'll be ill, Philly. I know you got a question for the homie, real quick, right? Yeah, actually, um, this is a question I got a lot when I was promoting the show, letting people know that we were going to have you on and everything like that. One question that everybody asked me through the emails and the MySpace and whatnot was, um, how did Foxy Brown end up on Black Hand Entertainment? Because a lot of people were like, oh, she was on Def Jam, how she ended up on Black Hand. How did you make that whole deal happen? Well, um, actually, Foxy sort sort me out. You know, um, I, I I started as a promoter, like, and actually I did Foxy Brown and Jay-Z when they did that first record. I did a show with them mm-hmm. uh, back when they had that record together, Ain't No Nigga. You know what I mean? So, right. you know, um, and during the course of that time, you know, I was cool with them because I was promoting shows and I used to, you know, just give them work, actually, you know, when I was doing shows anywhere, you know, in the country. And uh, so I was, I, I got close, I was always close with, you know, Jay-Z, everybody, you know, the whole crew, you know, um, you know, her, her manager, Don Poole, you know, we were all just, you know, real good friends. So, uh, in fact, her cousin, and uh, he, he came from the same projects I came from. So we, we always had some kind of ties. 
so uh, I think when Foxy, uh, after she lost the hearing, um, you know, she she just at, at a certain point, you know, became you know both humble because of the event and and a, and a little more focused, but she was still having you know these other problems that she was engaging in, you know, with the criminal justice system, and I think yeah. that she was trying to seek out somebody that could understand you know, what she was going through and kind of oh, help her get through it, you know. So yeah. she sought me out, you know, basically. And when we met, you know, she called me on the phone one day and um, I, she said, this is, this is uh, Foxy, Foxy who? She said, Foxy Brown. I said, what's up, baby girl, you know. And she told me she wanted to, to, to have a sit down with me. And basically we sat down and, you know, um, like we, we knew each other already. So, you know, she, she put, you know, a situation on, you know, on the table. And, you know, I felt that I could, you know, bring bring something to the table for her that would help her career along. And, you know, we kind of, you know, uh, gelled pretty good together, you know, at that, that moment. And we figured we can do good business, you know what I mean? And, again, with the other ties that we had, you know, it, it, it was more like felt like a family thing and a family fit. You know, so after that point, you know, we, we we became partners, so to speak, you know, and this is what we're doing right now. That's what's good. That's what's good. And another question that I had that a lot of people were sending me is, um, when can we, like, um, around what time can we be expecting that Foxy Brown album? Uh, well, they, they tentatively scheduled it for May, but I, I, I figure it, it'll probably be like June, you know. Okay. Yeah, tentatively they scheduled it for May. She gets out April nineteenth. It's just gonna depend on how fast, you know, we, we get everything that she needs and wants on that album and the video shot. No doubt. No doubt. Good luck. Right. So that means so that means y'all gotta make sure y'all keep checking with Black Hand, keep checking with Foxy when she gets out, keep checking for Black Hand, period. You know what I'm saying? And y'all got the MySpaces, so you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, child, hit them up one time with the MySpace, homie. Yeah, it's um, you know, the myspace.com forward slash uh, blackhand chat, myspace.com forward slash graph blackhand, myspace.com forward slash prince the pistolier, myspace.com forward slash fox brown music. There you go. And there you go. Most important, get to that other site. It's going to be two of them that's going up and it's going to be very interactive and it'll be the Foxy Brown Diary and it will be blackhanduncut.com. There you go. Y'all heard it here first, you know what I mean? So definitely, man, I appreciate the fact that you come, you came in and hung out with us for a good hour and a half strong, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we got a lot of emailers and a lot of people in the chat room and we got a lot of people mm -hmm. that's just, you know what I'm saying, Y'all can just, you know, hold back and stuff like that. If y'all got more questions, these, these motherfuckers, man, Black Hand ain't going to be back. You know what I'm saying? We had them, what, about two, three weeks ago or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be, this is their home now. So they're going to be here for show to promote their things and shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. But I definitely, sure. Yeah, but I definitely want to say, you know what I'm saying, thanks a lot for coming in and doing your thing like you did. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of people, fans out here in the Bay, Midwest, you know what I'm saying, in your hometown. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. love you out there. So... I'm honored to be here, and I want to just say in parting, in parting right now, some parting words is that, you know, and I think that if people just check our, you know, history, our documentaries that's out there, you know, you'll see just where we came from and where we at today, and, you know, and we're going to get where we want to go. And I just want to say, you know, if you can conceive it and really believe it, you can achieve it. There you go. That's what's good, man. I definitely appreciate everything, man. I definitely appreciate it, man. And like I said, when you uh when Foxy gets gets out and even beforehand, man, if you know what I'm saying, if you got anything new that you'd be like, Oh, yeah, let me just go ahead and jump on the vintage radio, mystery radio, you know what I'm saying? Just come on board, man. This is your home, homie. For okay, sure. Man, appreciate the definitely appreciate the offer.
You know what yeah, I mean? Man. Before you bounce, I'm man. Take your before, now. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, it's it's hey, like I said, man, you I'm saying it live with hundreds of thousands of listeners, homie. It's this okay. this is your home. Period. Sure. You know what I yeah. mean? That's how we do it. But yeah, before you bounce, man, can you do a drop for the fam real quick? For the radio yeah. show? Yeah, yeah. Um you know what I'm saying? You could just go ahead and roll off this is Chaz Blackhand Entertainment. Yeah, this is Chaz, you know. the CNC commander chief of Blackhand Entertainment. You know what it is? Blackhand's a label, Blackhand's a gang, and I'm here at Vintage Radio. What's good? That's good yeah. shit, homie, man. Definitely appreciate it, dog, for real. All right, cool. All right, Zach. Keep it, keep it 100, homie. We got All you, right. you know what I'm saying? Get at us anytime. You know we got you. Okay, for sure. All right, now, one. All right, one. One. Chaz. Appreciate it. All right, You know now. what I'm saying? Cool-ass yeah. dude, man. Cool-ass dude, man. Good-ass good ass little show, man. Max, Philly, man, y'all. Hey, good shit. Good shit. Overall, man, this was bomb-ass. So I appreciate the fact that you came in, Max. Did your thing. You know what I mean? Doing a big tonight. Big. East Coast. Yeah, man. man a lot of East Coast motherfuckers in the house, man. East Coast is definitely in the damn house at night, for real. Man, because you know how we do. You know how we do. Man. You know the East Coast loves vintage music radio now. Come on now. Hey, you know, <laughs> and you know what? That's, that's what's good. You feel what I mean? Definitely appreciate it. Max. Yes, sir. Man, I, man, you the man, Max. That's all I can say, homie. You the man. Yeah, man, you know, I've been, I've been talking to Chaz on and off over, you know, for a while now. And it's uh, definitely a good outlet for us. So they're real dudes, man. That's what, that's the one thing that stands out to me about some of the dudes we've we, uh, been fucking with here, especially Blackhand. They, you know, get back to you in, in a couple minutes, always return the phone calls. And I knew I knew from the get-go they was real dudes when I spoke to Graf, when I spoke to Chaz. Um, they was like, yeah, we down. And I knew it, was, it wasn't like, you know, hopefully it'll come. I knew. You know what I mean? I knew I knew for sure that it was gonna come through. And that's and that's why that's why I have a lot of respect for their movement and for what they're doing because they're not dudes that talk it, they live it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Black Can always got a spy on vintage music radio slash mystery radio. Oh come on, we y'all heard of here people, we're gonna have uh Foxy Brown right out of the pen, boy. Right out. Coming here, you know what I'm saying, doing a new album and doing an interview with us. So that's big man, that's a real big shot of the whole black hand movement. Right out of the pen, and you know what I'm saying? I mean, it can't get no bigger than Foxy, you know what I mean? I mean, shit, Foxy's a, she's been in the game for a minute, you know what I'm saying? Messing with Jay-Z's and, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing and shit like that. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that that's that's a, you know what I'm saying, that's major love that, you know what I'm saying, we can get that motherfucker to get Foxy to come on for us and shit. So that's that's definitely love and shit like that, you feel me? That's what oh, it is, man. No Hell doubt, yeah. Foxy, you know what I'm saying? Man, that's a big name. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, you know, as soon as, as, soon as people heard, ooh, Chaz, Foxy Brown, hmm, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. The second I um, the second I started promoting the show, actually, and letting them know that Chaz was going to be on and everything, that's the first thing people hit me with is, what's up with Foxy Brown? She's on Black Hand. When can we expect the album? When's she getting out of jail? And then, like, y'all pretty much covered it with the whole video shoot, because that was another question I was going to ask, because they wanted to know if she was going to be shooting a video and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to copping that album in either May or June, man. Foxy Brown, man, I've been a fan for a minute, you know what I'm saying? And it's going to be an honor to have her on the show just like it was Chaz tonight, you feel me? No doubt, you know what I'm saying? Definitely hard at it. Next Legacy.